0: Welcome to More Than Mythos, the podcast exploring the mythological threads that weave us all together. I'm Morrigan, and thank you for joining me on this ancient journey to understand our modern world. So if you know me, you know I've developed a huge love for anime over the last few years. I love how creative anime can be with storylines, character design, and all the incredibly unique worlds that these animation studios build for us. I mean, some days of quarantine, when the existential dread was really intense, I would just veg out and rewatch a comfort show like Fruits Basket or Ancient Magus Bride. But as I've gotten deeper and deeper into anime, I've noticed that some figures seem to appear a lot. And to be fair, I tend to watch a lot more like fantasy anime, so it might not be as popular in other realms. But in any case, this figure that I see popping up over and over again is the fox. They take an incredible number of forms in media, appearing as animals, men, women, or both. Sometimes they're kitsune, which just means fox, and are the familiars of gods, or sometimes they're very powerful yokai, like the nine-tailed fox. But many of them seem to have these amazing powers of transformation. So I began to get really curious about where on earth did this lore originate? Foxes are no stranger to lore. They appear in Greek mythology and folklore in most of Europe, and they're almost always portrayed as these trickster characters. But in East Asian lore, we find the fox spirit, specifically in China, Korea, Vietnam, and Japan. In China they are referred to as Huli Zheng, which translates literally to fox spirit, but sometimes they are referred to as jiaowei Hu, which is another iteration of the fox spirit, and translates to nine-tailed fox, the figure we'll explore a little bit later. Korean lore calls them kumiho and Vietnamese Hotan, and the most commonly known name is Kitsune from Japan. It's important to note that these names are all essentially referring to the same figure, but there's different cultural connotations of the fox spirit in every nation. The fox spirit, sometimes thought to be a goblin or witch animal in Japan, is seen as a mischievous and cunning spirit, a master of transformation. And in some cultures, this isn't cute mischievous. This is like soul-sucking, liver-eating mischievous. Though there is a certain respect that these spirits are often granted, they're still dangerous. They're greedy, and above all, they are not to be trusted. Visions of them as a good-natured trickster did not migrate to all corners of East Asia, and some cultures still tell stories of these evil creatures to this day. Vietnam has a legend about the Ho Tân that's left quite its mark. So in Hanoi, there used to be a mountain that was home to a nine-tailed fox. This fox spirit was wise and cunning, but malicious. He was specifically known for luring humans out of their villages using sly tricks. And when they arrived at the mountain, he devoured them, body and soul. But it is said that the warrior, Lạc Long Quân, with the help of his army, killed this evil fox spirit and then built a lake where his den once was. And that lake today is called the West Lake of Hanoi. So as you can see, the fox spirit has quite literally shaped the landscape of East Asian mythology. But where do foxes source all of this incredible energy from? It's commonly thought that a fox spirit's power increases with age, So you could argue that all fox spirits are just regular old foxes that gained enlightenment or wisdom over time. Apparently at around 100 years old is when a fox gains powers of transformation. At this age, they are finally able to take human form, and for every extra hundred years, they were said to grow another tail. So you could always tell how old and how cunning a fox you encountered would be by how many tails you saw. But the oldest and most powerful foxes are the Zhaiwei or nine-tailed foxes, which were 900 years old. One Chinese historian claims that at a thousand years old, they become celestial beings and ascend to heaven. Fox spirits are thought to enjoy the company of humans, with some of the more powerful spirits transforming themselves into humans, but most of these cultures would probably agree that nothing good could come of a fox in human form. One of the only reasons a fox would seek out a human would be to steal their life force, or worst case scenario, they would eat human flesh to steal a person's power, memories, wisdom, or even their physical form. There's also some pretty funny folktales of foxes attempting to transform into humans. But first, where did this idea of a trickster fox spirit originate from in Asian lore? Modern day depictions of them are most popular as the Japanese kitsune, but looking at ancient texts we can actually trace this idea all the way back to the Han Dynasty in China, Which, for timeline reference is around 202 BC to 221 AD. Some scholars believe that since Japan's spiritual culture has been rooted in animism for so long that people readily accepted the concept of a fox spirit. Animism is a huge part of Shinto, the indigenous religion of Japan, and is essentially the belief that objects, places, and creatures all possess a spiritual essence or living soul. And this belief in ancient Japan manifested into the personification of just about everything through folklore, right down to the pots and pans under the right circumstances. But because there's a distinct lack of very early Japanese text, it's entirely possible that kitsune were already very established figures in the minds of common Japanese people prior to this time period or prior to any significant cultural crossover with china in chinese folklore the fox takes on many different meanings the huli zhang in human form is always depicted as a very cunning and seductive woman she uses her beauty to gain favor with powerful men like emperors or generals my first thought is okay That makes sense that a fox spirit would want to live the good life. You know, a royal palace sounds pretty luxurious. But no, this was a game for fox spirits. It was thought that they infiltrated these powerful ranks simply to manipulate politics for their own amusement. Which is kind of a power move, actually. And if a Zhang couldn't find a powerful man, they would create one. They would use their cunning to bring a man to wealth and fame very quickly, all the while stealing his spiritual energy. It was thought that the foxes were actually quite kind to their male partners, but any women in the household should be very weary of the new mistress. Apparently, the fox mistress took great joy in playing cruel or even deadly tricks on other women, which immediately makes me think. maybe this label of fox could have been used as an accusation against a mistress or woman who was very cruel. Or maybe even if another woman wanted to steal her place in power, she could accuse her of being a fox spirit. But when the powerful man became old or weak, the fox spirit would abandon him, usually taking all of his success with them. The fox spirit's appearance can mean a good or bad omen and the significance often changes even within the same story. There's one tale by Guapu, a Chinese poet and historian from the Eastern Jin period, where he refers to the fox spirit as both an auspicious omen that symbolizes peace, and also a nine-tailed, four-legged beast that screams like a baby and is decidedly a man-eater. The saving grace? If you eat this creature, it will protect you from poison insects. Mmm, doesn't sound like a great deal to me. But like I mentioned earlier, some of these tales can be pretty funny. Apparently, in the Tang Dynasty, it was believed that foxes would transform into humans by wearing a skull and worshipping the Big Dipper. The part I absolutely love is that the skull had to fit just right. So the foxes would try on different skulls until one didn't fall off their heads. A real Goldilocks moment. All I can imagine is like a big field of foxes with stacks of human skulls just casually trying them on and throwing the ones that don't fit over their shoulder. Or even a fox dressed in traditional Chinese clothing with a skull sliding down over its eyes like a hat that's too big. But despite these incredibly variant tails, There is some mention of the fox as a divine being, with one 9th century Chinese book claiming that there was a golden, nine-tailed fox that served in the palace of the sun and moon, and that it could even transcend yin and yang, the very famous ancient Chinese philosophy of duality in the world. Like the Chinese Huli Zhang, the Korean Kamiho was also always depicted as a beautiful woman in its human form. And though they could transform into a human at 100 years old, they required that human skull that I mentioned earlier to complete the transformation. The other option would be to just devour a human and steal its form. It is said that a Kamiho holds a marble in its mouth to steal wisdom from humans through a kiss. And I've just gotta wonder, if you kissed a fox in human form, would they have, like, fox breath? Like, I'd love to hear a first-hand account of accidentally kissing a fox woman. But ever the cunning creature, the Kamiho was a master of not only disguise, but manipulation. They were known to take the shape of someone their intended victim trusted, so they could cozy up to their victims more easily. Okay, so we've looked at China, Korea, and a little bit at Vietnam, but now the most popular fox spirit, the Japanese Kitsune. Kitsune are depicted as both men and women, or even quite androgynous. The name Kitsune comes from two words, Kitsu and Tsune. Kitsu is supposed to be an imitation of the sound a fox makes, but is also supposed to mean, come here, which feeds into these legends that fox spirits would lure people away by calling, come here, come here. Sune is a bit harder to translate, but depending on your interpretation could mean always golden or always energized, which harkens back to one of the Chinese tales we looked at describing the golden celestial fox. In Japanese mythology, there are distinct categories of fox spirits, but they're not very clearly divided. So if you tried to google this, you would find dozens of different answers for not only how many categories there are anything from 2 to 13, by the way, you would also get different spellings of the same words depending on older versus more modern Japanese. So for the sake of clarity, we're going to focus on the two most commonly acknowledged fox spirit categories Zenko and Yeko So Zenko are the friendly foxes who are often associated with the god Anari and are even referred to as Anari foxes. Some people think that Zenko are bound to only do good. On the flip side, Yeko are the sly, mischievous foxes that trick or possess humans, and they are actually said to fear the Zenko one of the reasons why these classifications are so complicated is that local lore about fox spirits can vary quite widely, as is common with a lot of Japanese mythology. And locals recognize distinctions between different types of fox spirits based on the element associated with their supernatural powers. And these elements included dark, wind, fire, ocean, mountain, thunder, just to name a few. If you've ever been to Japan, which I'm absolutely dying to visit, or even if you've seen photos of Japan, you may have seen some of the really famous Shinto shrines, many of which have bright red torii gates at the entrance. These shrines are home to not only the god Inari, but also the fox. And actually over one-third of all the shrines found in Japan are Inari shrines which is pretty incredible and definitely speaks to how widespread the kitsune is, even in modern day. Inari Okami, or Oanari, is the Japanese god of foxes, fertility, rice, sake, agriculture, and general success. In ancient Japan, where your rice crop determined whether your village starved or had great success and honor, you can imagine why Oanari rose through the ranks of the multitude of popular gods. Even today, O is a highly revered god, and many people still stop by shrines for offerings and prayers. One of these quite famous shrines is Fushimi-Inari, which is located in Kyoto. It's definitely a tourist destination, but is still quite active for local Japanese people. And a key feature of all these shrines are the Inari fox statues. Even though the earliest records of Inari worship don't include foxes, they're now completely inseparable figures. Inari foxes are messengers, servants, familiars, and more. One theory of how they were incorporated is that foxes killed rodents that threatened food supplies, like rice, so maybe an association grew over time. And one of the ways that people thanked these fox spirits for their services is by leaving them treats. At festivals, it's common to put out azuki beans and rice, or a zushi, for the fox spirits. But just as not all foxes are messengers of the gods, not all these offerings were simple thanks. Some served a more cunning purpose. If you like Japanese food, you may be familiar with anarizushi or Kitsune Udon, but did you know that the names of these dishes are directly related to Kitsune folklore? It's only natural if you fear a figure that you would want to expose it for its true nature, but how do you outfox a fox? Apparently with delicious food. The legend says that fox's favorite food is anarizushi sushi with the word anari referring to the god of rice. But this dish is rice wrapped in tofu skin that's been soaked in a sweet soy sauce. And I must say that I can't blame the foxes. Anari zushi is absolutely delicious. But the fox spirits loved this treat so much that they would revert from their human form to their fox form just to eat it. And this was a primary way to catch someone you suspected to be a fox spirit. Because it was thought that kitsune loved this type of tofu so much, which honestly doesn't make a ton of sense because foxes are technically carnivores. But Japan has also incorporated this name into a famous udon dish called kitsune udon, which is just a very delicious udon soup with fried tofu. Okay, before I get really hungry and uber-eat some Japanese food to myself, we have to change gears. So there are some very benevolent foxes, but a lot of the stories about fox spirits in Japan are not exactly shining beacons of community service and involve a fair amount of deception. Most of the legends can be seen falling into particular tropes such as the fox wife, fox possession, and fox fire or fox weddings. Legends about men accidentally marrying foxes in disguise are very common in early Japanese text. In fact, there's one story that people claim the word kitsune originated from. In a 9th century collection of text called Miraculous Stories, a man met a beautiful woman who he married and the pair had a son. Around the time of the child's birth, their dog also had a puppy. Now the puppy was always barking at the wife, but one day the puppy startled her so badly, that she leapt up and transformed into a wild fox. The couple was forced to separate, but apparently the fox wife's love was so strong that she came back to the house every night to sleep with the man. And some say that this is the true origin of the word kitsune. Kitsu, meaning to come, and ne, meaning sleep. But as cute as that is, the first etymology breakdown we talked about earlier is probably more accurate. What's really fascinating to me is that a lot of these foxwife stories aren't good because someone is being deceived, but they're also not terrible. Don't get me wrong, there's some pretty damning foxwife legends, too. Like the foxwife who wove an elaborate illusion and trapped a man in an imaginary house as her husband for 13 years, but then there's also tales like this one from Ishikawa Prefecture. A man went outside to the outhouse one night. Upon returning, his wife had doubled. There were two identical and indistinguishable women that were both his wife. So he asked them both a series of incredibly difficult questions, but to no avail, both women answered the questions perfectly. It was a perfect match. Knowing that one was a fox, he trusted his instinct and chased away the wife that just wasn't quite right and in the years that followed, the household prospered. They had two sons, and their harvest was excellent. But one day, when the sons were playing hide-and-seek, they saw that their mother had a tail. Upon her family discovering her trickery, she could no longer stay and departed in tears, but she returned once more during planting season in her true fox form and circled the rice paddies of the family she had been separated from. That year, and all the years after, when the tax collector came to their land, the rice stocks appeared empty and no taxes were collected, but when the stocks were cut and the husks peeled away, they were brimming with rice, and in this way the foxwife's family became very wealthy and prospered. But fox spirits were not always so generous. Fox Possession, or Kitsune-suki, is one of the fox spirit's most dangerous games. There's records of fox possessions all the way from 9th century Japan into modern day. The purpose behind this invasive trick was sometimes to communicate a message from the other world. One such story tells of a fox spirit being exorcised and transferred into a medium, where it spoke to the onlookers. It said that its family was starving. There was no food to eat. If they would only give the fox spirit some rice cakes to take home, it would leave in peace. And thus the fox spirit was given a parcel of rice cakes and kicked out of the medium's body, on its merry way. This is quite a silly version of being possessed, but a bit creepier legend is one where a fox possesses a man because he killed the fox in a previous life. For his revenge, the fox took control of the man's body, and made him deathly ill after eventually dying from this invisible disease. It's said that a visitor's dog caught a fox right outside the hospital. And this is also quite common, that rivalry between dogs and foxes in Japanese lore. Fox possession had many characteristics, all equally as strange. There are records of possessed people eating gravel, ashes, hair, and combs running around naked and screaming, or simply wandering off into the mountains or rivers. All of these traits, however, speak to the madness of the demon inside them, sometimes even frothing at the mouth like a fox would. And when early western medicine was called upon in the late 1800s to examine this illness that plagued Japan, fox possession was deemed a type of lycanthropy, so basically, a Western psychiatrist called fox possession becoming a werewolf. Thankfully, we no longer believe this to be true. So, these previous accounts were all a fox purposely entering a human's body, but there are some stories involving Kitsune Sukai or Kitsune Mochi, meaning fox employer or fox owner. It was said if you came from a particular lineage, you could inherit the ability to control a fox spirit. And some of these claims may have been associated with generational wealth and prosperity. There was a lot of discrimination towards families that attributed their success to control over foxes. As such, these claims are certainly not made in the modern era, but who knows, maybe there are some fox employers living quiet but prosperous lives in Japan to this day. As with much folklore, these stories are often used to explain phenomena in the natural world. And Kitsune B or Foxfire, is no different. You may be familiar with Will-o'-the-Wisp from Celtic lore, which are thought to be fairy lights that spirit away lost travelers. But the strange phenomena that Will-o'-the-Wisp explain, the appearances of ghostly lights in the forest, can also be seen in Japan. A fox wedding can always be recognized as a procession of lights in the distance. And one can only assume that all the members of the wedding party are using their foxfire to light the way for the bride and groom. Sometimes this supernatural ability is used to explain away these eerie lights, but foxfire is often seen to be a lot more intense than just a glow in the distance. Apparently the Oji Inari Shrine in Tokyo is famous for a great gathering of fox spirits every new year. The foxes are said to collectively create a huge foxfire, and using the brightness of the flame, onlookers predict the outcome of that year's harvest. So I've been speaking about fox spirits in pretty broad strokes, but like most folklore, many legends are region-specific or even native to particular groups from a nation and the Ainu people of Japan are an excellent example. The Ainu are an indigenous Japanese people, native to the Hokkaido region and some nearby parts of Russia, and they have a unique relationship with foxes. Apparently, they greatly disliked the fox, but also often sought their wisdom and worshipped them as a chief god. They were said to set up fox skulls on posts outside their homes to ward off evil spirits tempted to creep inside. With the Ainu, and sometimes the Japanese and Chinese, foxes were even believed to be able to hold some level of omnipotence, or even sight into the future. When someone wished to use the fox as an oracle, it was common to offer them azuki-meshi, or red beans and rice cooked together. If the offering was gone the next day, it was considered a good omen. There's even a ritual for the most forgetful among us, It seems that at the most dire moments is when an important object seems to escape us. The left sock on a school morning, the paperwork you just printed before the big meeting, poof, vanished. And if you don't want to frantically rip apart your entire house like I tend to do, in this moment there is another option. If you light some sticks of incense and humbly beg the fox spirit to help you find your lost articles, shut all the doors and windows, then leave the room for a little while. It was said that upon your return, you may happen to find the object just peeking out of wherever it was hiding, awaiting your arrival to be found." Okay, so maybe this won't work if you're running like really super late, but it's kind of a handy trick if maybe you ever want to try it. But that image of an object slightly protruding from the shelf, just begging to be picked up, reminds me so much of these moments from really old animation. I remember them so vividly, I always knew when a book or another object was going to be picked up by a character, because it would be so much more detailed, or the colors were way more vivid. You just knew that that was the object that was going to be chosen, like the fox was pointing you to it. So we talked a bit earlier about how to uncover a fox's trickery. We've seen them fed their favorite foods, or dogs scared them into their fox form. But what are some other ways you can tell if a suspicious individual might be a fox in disguise? Apparently, foxes were most often discovered because of something they were unable to hide, such as their ears protruding from hair, or a bushy tail underneath their clothes. If you couldn't see their ears on their body, you would definitely see them outlined in their shadow. And anyone who avidly avoided mirrors was also suspected of being a kitsune. Perhaps the person in question would speak in an old-timey accent or be unfamiliar with modern words. Like, imagine how suspicious a person would look using a transatlantic or old English accent for no reason or someone not understanding phrases like World Wide Web or Artificial Intelligence, that would be pretty suspicious. You would either have to be living under a rock or be a 900-year-old fox to have missed those trends. It was also thought that there are certain words Kitsune have a hard time saying, such as the word moshi. If you've ever watched any Japanese shows or movies, you've probably heard people answer the door or the phone and say, moshi moshi. This common greeting may have originated from people trying to weed out if the person they were speaking to was actually a kitsune. Kitsune are still really popular in modern East Asia, and some researchers have said that when talking to people of modern Japan, many people still believe in the fox demon and even fear possession. Some will retell their grandparents' stories of being bewitched. Many artists and authors have put their own spin on these magical creatures too, though I'm most familiar with them in anime. Shows like Kamisama Kiss and Inuyasha have ensured that the fox spirit endures in not only the minds of Japanese people, but also a larger global audience. These figures are beloved by children and adults alike all over the world, and many countries even eat the foods named after kitsune legends. Globalization has introduced some really beautiful opportunities to experience other cultures, sometimes without even realizing it. But the more you know, the more you realize how connected we truly are. So hopefully, the next time you see a kitsune on your screen, in a book, or in your udon bowl, you'll take a moment to remember the incredibly rich history that brought you and that figure together. As always, thank you so much to all my listeners, and a special thank you to the Patreon folks who are always just such a joy. Thank you for tuning in, and I'll see you next time on More Than Mythos.